You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome back. Hopefully your summer is going well. I know it always goes too fast for me, and I feel like we no sooner get out of school, we hit Father's Day weekend, and once Father's Day weekend comes, I feel like summer's over, like you take a breath and summer's over, and I don't like that. All right, I want to get to the email first. I had a couple emails of people writing in talking about how do I respond to someone who pressures me to believe something about myself or who tells me something about myself that I don't agree with. And I got to tell you, I know this is going to upset some of my friends, one of the number one ways that I hear this is when I talk to teenagers in high school that there is a lot they feel like there's a lot of pressure on them to state that they are part of the LGBTQ plus questioning society or group not society group and I mean I talk to quite a few teenagers who tell me like I'm not gay I just have a close friend of the same gender and I don't know how to answer my friends without like sounding in some way that they're going to take offensively or that they're going to be offended by and I don't want to offend them what do I do one person person wrote in and he wrote that his sister-in-law is um, in my field. She said something to him about his motivation for why he did something. And he was like, no, that's not true. That's not accurate. But when I told her that, she just kept insisting, no, I'm right. I'm right. And he's like, I don't know how to respond to her. I love my wife. I actually love my wife's family. I really like my sister-in-law. I just want her to stop telling me my motivation. Someone else wrote in and they had a friend who said to them, well, I feel like blah, blah, blah. And this is true about you, which is actually a good start. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But once they got to that point, once they left that point, it got worse because what happened was they then proceeded to double down after the person said, well, no, that isn't actually accurate. And so that's what we want to talk about today. How do we handle this? And I want to actually talk to the people who are making the assertions first. I want to talk to you first because there's an old adage. There's variations of this story, but two guys are fishing one day and they suddenly see a baby floating down the river. So one guy jumps in, he swims out to the baby, he brings it to the shore, saves it. Just as he's handing the baby to the guy that stayed on the shore, they see another baby. So they repeat the process. And about the seventh time, the guy on the shore starts to run upstream on the bank. And the guy in the water is like, where are you going? And the guy's like, I'm going to find out why babies are being thrown into the water or how they're getting in the water, right? And it's better to stop the problem upstream. If you want to read an interesting book about it, in, in which the author's political leaning does come out a bit, uh, Chip or Dan Heath, I don't remember which one they have a book called upstream that talks about this and shares a version of that story okay so let's talk to the people who are making assertions about other people first and this is really important i talked to a lot of couples about this like hey here is a better way to communicate one of the jokes that you've heard me say probably hundreds of times is that every problem that a couple has when they come to therapy their problem is communication and it's always interesting to me that the people who double down on that are the least likely in my experience to do what I ask them to do when it comes to communication. And one of the places that I get the most pushback is on this idea of what I'm about to tell you, which is this. When you talk about another person's behaviors, especially their motivations, you need to position what you're saying is wrong, as possibly wrong, excuse me. You need to position it as it could possibly be wrong because you don't live inside someone else's head. Everybody thinks they're so smart that they can figure everybody else out when almost all the data says that we're often wrong far more often 
then we're not. Read Malcolm Gladwell's book, Talking to Strangers, where he actually shows you the data that says the more convinced you are that you understand a person's motivations, the more likely you are to be guilty of confirmation bias, and the more likely you are then to ignore any evidence that suggests you're wrong. And one of the reasons that this is so difficult is because we have to be humble about how we communicate to other people because we don't know other people inside as well as we would like, period. I've been, I've known my wife over half my life, over half her life, and there are still times I say to her, hey, I wonder, I think, I, I think maybe this is a possibility, I'm wondering if, and when she says no to me, even if I'm convinced that I'm right, I have to make allowances that I could be wrong. Not only is this good communication, but it's just polite to the other person. And if you don't like those reasons, that's fine. Look at it as a method of self-preservation because you could be wrong. You don't know things, especially when you're talking to people who aren't in your intimate circle, which if you're remembering, you can only have one to one and a half. I know people don't come in half, so do with that what you will, but one to one and a half people in your intimate circle. And so if you're talking about someone outside your intimate circle, you don't know what they've done, that if you did know, it might change how you viewed what you were saying. In other words, there's a problem with known unknowns versus unknown unknowns. When you have a known unknown, you know, okay, look, there's this stuff here that I don't know. But unknown unknowns are the most dangerous because you act like you do know whatever that information is often. So if you tell someone, hey, blah, 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 like this guy that wrote in about his sister-in-law telling him, and, and there was probably about eight emails over the last three months related to this at some level. But this guy was interesting to me because he's like, look, it's not even that I don't like her. I do like her. I just want her to stop telling me what my motivations are because she's wrong because she doesn't know me that well. I only see her three or four times a year. And my wife tells me that they don't talk. Now, I know there's going to be people out there and I, this is the reason I picked this story to illustrate this podcast. I believe that there will be people out there who will be like, well, Joe, his wife is probably actually talking to his sister, her sister more than he knows. And I bet that she's telling her things that he doesn't know she's telling him. And that actually, if you thought that, you actually illustrated the point that I'm trying to say. You can think that, but you can't state it as fact. If you remember the six rules of communication, which I have not talked about here in a long time, there are six rules of communication that we teach to everybody that we can. We do it in conferences. We do it in one-on-one counseling. We do it in couples counseling. I do it in business consulting. The sixth rule is today's news. It's one topic at a time. The rule right before that is issues, not people. Dealing with the issue, not the person. And then the rule right before that is facts only. And I often tell people this is the difference between what you could testify to knowing in court and what you could testify to thinking you know in court. You could not do both. You can do both, but you can't do it about the same thing, right? And so a lot of times we talk about things that we think as though they're fact. You did this because, and whatever comes next, we state as fact. We should state it as a question. Did you do this because? Or I'm wondering if you did this because, or I think you did this because. All of those could be factual and true statements. And you have to make room for the person to say, no, that isn't why. And if they say no, that's a wonderful opportunity for you to gather more information. That's a wonderful opportunity for you to say to them, okay, well, let's talk more about that so I can better understand why you did this. Could you tell me why you did this? And so we start with humility. Hey, I could be wrong. I don't know everything about you. I certainly can't read your mind. I don't live inside your body. And human beings are complex creatures. And so this is what I think, but I could be wrong. When they then tell us, yes, you're wrong, we need some more humility and okay, great, tell me more. So we need a sense of discovery. We need a sense of adventure in that I am learning new information. Then 
if we still think we're right and they're saying, no, you're not, then walk away. Use some discernment. What do you gain? Is what you're talking about something that will bring them great harm or is it just something where the two of you disagree? Because here's the thing, just because you're convinced you're right doesn't mean you are. You could still be wrong. All right, and to my friends who are having this said to them, I want you to have some humility. I want you to be able to say to them, oh, I don't know that I agree with that. I'm not sure that I agree or I don't agree with that. Tell them when you disagree. And here's the thing, if they go after you, if they come after you, just walk away. Just end the conversation. End it with a, okay, we'll have to agree to disagree. And I've actually had people get more angry with me when I've said this to them. Hey, you know what? We're not getting anywhere. We'll just have to agree to disagree. There's a guy in my community a number of years ago, like 2011, so almost 11 years ago now, because I think it was the fall. I said to him, I said, I think we're just going to have to agree to disagree, and we can talk about something else if you want. And he got really angry, started yelling at me. I was with another friend of mine talking to my other friend when this guy walked up, and it was just a strange incident. But he was so convinced that he was right, that the idea that he could be wrong sat on him weirdly. And here's the thing. I live in a small community. I've watched that guy go through friends over the years. And even some of my friends were friends with him and we'd end up crossing paths. And then I'd be like, hey, so-and-so is not here anymore. And I'd hear a similar story. There are people that aren't interested in a conversation. They're just interested in telling you their opinion. And so if someone's telling you their opinion on who you are or why you did something, listen to it. Examine what they say for truth. We want to have humility too, right? When people are telling us this. Just recently, I had two different people within a span of three days tell me something about me that just wasn't accurate. One was, hey, this is how I feel about something you're doing. And I was like, well, actually, I'm not doing any of what you're saying. And I'm doing almost all of the complete opposite. I just haven't told you about it because I didn't really see the need. And the other person, I was just like, okay, you're right. And I walked away. And I don't agree with her. The other, per- I don't agree with either one of them. But I don't have to. I And more importantly, they don't have to agree with me. I don't have to bring them around to my side. Well, what about our guy where it's his wife's sister? He's going to have to have a frank conversation with her. In fact, I told him this. I was like, you're probably just going to have to tell her, hey, look, I understand you're in this field. I understand that you have opinions that, that are based in experience. But I just don't agree with you. And unless you have something new to add, I would ask you to stop bringing that up. And if she doesn't, he and his wife will have to figure out what boundaries look like there. So we'll... we'll but they should start there with the request. And I mean, I emailed them back and forth a little bit. I was like, hey, have you examined what she said to you and looked at it as, hey, is this possible? He swears up and down. He has, I have no reason to believe him or to not believe him. I have no reason to believe him, except I'll just start with that. And so this will help you become a better communicator on both sides. Obviously, we want to have, I'm well, I guess I shouldn't say we. I believe that a lot of people, I know I do, I want to have conversations with people where we get into the meaty issues of life, where we talk about the deeper issues of life, where people say, hey, I wonder if this is going on in your life. I want people to help me examine my innards. And I want to start there. But I'm not, interested in doing it with people who don't want to listen about why they could be wrong. I don't want it to be a monologue. I want it to be a dialogue. Monologues drive people away. Dialogues bring people together. And so that's what we want. And if we can strive to have a dialogue where each person gets to express what they're thinking, and when we're talking about the inner workings of another person, we're humble enough to say, I could be wrong. I want to have the space for you to be able to express what you believe is going on. When we do that, we are setting ourselves up for success in communication. All right. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, Please let me know uh, if you have any questions. If you didn't enjoy it, if you did enjoy it, send me an email, joe at joemartino.com. Please put podcast in the subject line. Uh, Also, please share this with three of your friends. We gain meaning in life by sharing things with other people. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week.
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.